shenanigans with your girl, me, Jess V, a podcast where I, Jess, can hang out with all of my friends, where we chat all things adulting, dating, health and wellness, and everything in between. So grab your favorite drink, your drink, and come kick it with me and all of my friends, okay? <laughs> I'm a mess. <sighs> Hello, hello, and welcome to Top Fooler and Shenanigans. It is me, your girl, Jess V, here in the 312, the 773, the 847, wherever you reside here in the Chicago, Chicagoland area. We is here, and I am here with you. And it is beautiful outside. Springtime is coming. I like to say um, when it hits the 50s, it's that tricky 50. Because some tricky 50s be out here like, do I need a jacket? Can I go out without the jacket? It'd be warm in the suntime, and then it'd be cool, and you just don't know. It's just them tricky 50s, and I ain't got time, but it was like a Q57. I love it. Um, but, ooh, y'all, today, today is special. Today is so special. You hear the cackling in the background, y'all. Today is so special, and I'm so grateful because y'all, it's been a shitty week. Um, with all the things that have been happening, and when I tell you, and if when you're when you're reading this or watching this or however you gonna get this episode, um, we are recording this, woo, on the week of Dante Wright's Adam Toledo, um, the shooting, uh, the mass shooting in, at the FedEx building, and we're in the trial of Derek Chauvin. Chauvin, why am I trying to? I don't care that motherfucker who. Um, uh, policed and killed Mr. George Floyd. So I say this to say, find pockets of joy in your day and within your week. And I am so grateful that today's episode is my pocket of joy. So without further ado, do I'm a do do today on these streets out here in the zoom place. Cause you know, we ain't in public cause we still in a whole ass pan pizza, a poo nanny. That was my first one that I heard and I died. <laughs> <laughs> we in the middle of a whole ass poo nanny. I said, well, this ain't nobody in mind. So I said, but today, y'all, today, 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 we have two style icons, masters, mistresses, divas and divos, femme fatales. Guru yeah, of the hustle, yeah. the gorgeous yeah. sisses, the wonderful full sisses, the Louisianas and Michiganders. Y'all, okay. fashionista, yeah, right. Chicago's, uh, the beautiful. Uh, y'all, I can keep going. Today, and you know what? I feel bad because I totally forgot to ask them how to pronounce their last name. So, child, I'm so sorry if I butcher this. But we got in the house, and they both looking so gorgeous. Ooh, I just want to kiss this screen, y'all. We have the ones, uh, the onlys, uh, Parker Goodry, Goodry, Oh, Parker Goodry <laughs> and Breon Arzell. Woo! And the car goes wild. Bam, 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 bam. Hello, I need you to introduce me everywhere I go. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it needs to be like that man at the, at the front of the ball that has place cards. It's like, now entering. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love to see you. I got to change the view. There we go. Now I see all your faces. You know Zoom be having all these options. I ain't got time. Chad ain't got time. But here we are. Hi, y'all. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, y'all first of all let me just tell you this is our this is my first doubled guests and i i just i had to have the both on at the same time because i was like this is just gonna be a a, a whole time fooled and all the shenanigans and i was like we gotta have them all on and kudos to Breon who doing stuff in between the in-betweens <laughs> okay for real <laughs> Listen, you know, even even in the point setup, we gotta get this hustle. You know, <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, not a point setup. <laughs> uh, Parker, what what did you have on? Can you give us a little rundown, Queen? Oh. <laughs> so this is just this like old thing? this old thing. No, this is just a little jumpsuit that yes. I. Uh, 
recently my like um my obsession has been brown elephant we go maybe once a week <laughs> to go just like you know look through all of the what what we've got uh on the racks what people have what the rich people have donated over in the lincoln pocket in the andersonville um and uh you know brown elephant always goes to a good cause howard brown health so oh, i never feel good. bad about buying a new outfit every single time i go <laughs> It's gorgeous though. I love it. Man, I love a good yeah. drum. Love oh, a good Listen, drum. I'm all about them. I love a good drumper. Now, Breon, Breon, it, could, where are you going? I'm moving to another spot because <laughs> it was messing up it was messing with my uh, it was messing up my my bars, honey. I can't I can't deal with it. Oh, you, were, like, no, you, were, you were in I that tower. To you were in that tower. <laughs> okay. I said, let me get on, on over here. I can't go outside because it's construction and stuff, and I and I, I want to be unmasked, and I'm not trying to breathe in the the, the anything. <laughs> COVID on top of the construction that does for real. Oh my gosh! So I mean, all the diseases out here. We I mean, we are in a Panera. I'm not trying to be out here breathing <laughs> any of any, any extra stuff, right? Okay. <laughs> no time for extra things. Oh my gosh, I absolutely oh, love it. How are y'all doing? How are you doing? How are you hanging? How are you faring? You know, I'm I'm hanging. <laughs> okay. okay, honey, hanging by both of them. Just <laughs> hanging on. It's, <laughs> it's called rolling with the punches, and you just keep punching. Yeah. Okay. What have y'all been doing? You hear me? Yes, right? <laughs> like every time, just like, what was happening? What have y'all been doing to keep yourself, I don't know, uh, feeling fresh and fly? Hmm. I, pretty early on in the, pretty and pretty early on in the Pangea, I had decided that, like, one thing that helped me stay sane was, like, I had to put on clothes hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And it was like, because I could not, like adding to that, like not getting dressy, especially for me, you know, like yes. mm -hmm. I love clothes, you know what I mean? And like to be in the same thing or in pajamas all day, I, it was affecting, it was a part of that depression, you know, that locked up for depression. I was like, you know what? No, I have, I made a promise to myself that even if I stayed in the house all day, I would get up and I'm actually gonna look good. On clothes <laughs> like mm -hmm. I was going somewhere. And that really mm -hmm. did help like my daily mood. Oh, that's awesome. I put on yeah. jeans for you too. I just want to put that out there. I put on, on actual jeans. <laughs> Go ahead. Did you have one? <laughs> Let me put on jeans for these two. <laughs> so, thank you. You are welcome. <laughs> yes. What about you, Parker? <laughs> well, um, Right at the top of the Peter Pan, I decided to like, I was like, I have so much energy. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was so used to like waking up, going to work, going to rehearsal till the like, you know, 10, 30, 11 at night and then doing it all over again every day and being like, I, and now I like, I don't commute to work. I don't go to rehearsal. I don't have anything to work on. What the do I spend all my energy on? Um, and I like started getting into like fitness and working out. And yeah. that's been my like saving boy, grace. Have they? Yes. <laughs> well, if you've seen the brand post, honey. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm on a, I'm on a journey squat. to lift 300 pounds up. by my 30th birthday. Okay. Listen. With these squats, with these shots. <laughs> I was like, you been game. Don't be doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, trust me, he is not, he's, he doesn't mind at all. He's like, mm -hmm, that's mine. Okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, every time I buy IGs, oh, there goes paper. There goes cakes. There goes pocket cakes. Let me look at these cakes. <laughs> Deadlift is Oh, these cakes is hot now. <laughs> I was like, yes, I love it though. Absolutely. Thank you. That's good. I, you know, um, fun fact, listeners and people, I deadlift, right? So I usually deadlift with a belt. And then I saw Parker out here lifting 250, 255, no belt. I said, well, let me get rid of this belt. <laughs> let me, 
She actually went outside and burned it. Listen, <laughs> I was like, if Parker is out here deadlifting 255, 275, and no belt on, I sure as hell need to get rid of this belt. <laughs> and I did. And I did. It's been Good my new you. goal. You, you inspired me. And now I have a whole new goal without a belt. I'm so, I'm so yeah. honored. Thank you. It is so true. <laughs> yes, this is what we got to do. Well, I love it. Listen, getting up every morning and putting clothes on, finding some other outlet, very important through all of this time full, to be quite honest. So um, the fact that I put on pants was like, hmm, mm. this is great. <laughs> Let me go on about my life. Do to do that. Right. <laughs> Let me do this. Oh, that's beautiful. So I brought these lovely humans on um, because I, y'all, if y'all haven't seen them like in public at events, at extravaganzas. If you've been to an event where either of us is attending, you have seen us. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. We make no, is, there is no way not to yes. see us. <laughs> we will make sure of that. Yes. I'm like, if you've been to a place, you will, you just, you will see them, but you will see them. <laughs> Look at all fly. There's no if. There's, There's no, no if, if in question. If, if you don't, they will find you and be like, "Look at me. <laughs> I am here. Take my picture." But that's your important. We're doing a couple extra laps because yeah. some people, some people missed me. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> Did you see this shit? Or let me come on by you now. <laughs> let me just. Oh, I see you have a camera over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say, when did you both find your your style? When do you think you like it became part of who you were? Mm. I would say probably. Well, it's like twofold, right? Like, it, I feel like it was always a part of me because my mom, my mom was very, like, she was that girl in, like, in high school, apparently from what my aunts used to say. She was, like, that girl with the, like, the mid-thigh leather miniskirt, suede miniskirt with the leather knee-high boots and the perfectly coiffed afro, like, heels every day. Like, that was her. That was my this mom. Apparently, makes so much school. sense. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? doesn't it <laughs> and so like and like but when you know coming up my mom was a single mom raising two kids we were lived we lived in Detroit you know and we never wanted for anything but it was not like we were like well off or anything we you know we weren't we weren't even comfortable we weren't scraping by but you know she did what she had to do to give us what we needed mm -hmm. so it was never a thing I could really explore you know, when I was a kid and when I was coming up because we didn't, I just didn't have the resources to do that, but I always had an interest in it. And it wasn't until I started making my own money and being able to, well, let's, let me say that differently. Not only make my own money, but have uh, exposed, disposable income. <laughs> so not just like, <laughs> Two different things. Money, I could actually spend on things that weren't necessary. Mm. Um, then I really started to like dive into it and really like, play with uh fashion and like because i realized how good it made me feel mm. um i think it made me feel it made me it makes me feel closer to my mom but it also yeah. makes me feel closer to myself because it's just a way to express and like i love when people are when i can like help somebody else like feel good just by what they're wearing as well so like that's why I, yeah, that's what drew me to it is like how it makes people feel when like you mm. feeling fly, can't nobody tell you nothing. When you feel like you, you can do anything. You can literally do anything. You're like, you know what? I'm about to build this house real quick because I just <laughs> feel powerful. <laughs> I, I had a carpentry class the first. Tell myself, you know what? <laughs> I think I could do this just, just because of like the confidence that you feel. I just love the way, I just, I just love that it does that for people, mm. you know? What about you, Parker? Yeah, I think, um, so I grew up in South Louisiana in a, in a small little town called Lafayette. Um, and I mean, I was like, you know, boys, quote unquote, you know, I was raised and socialized as a, as a male. And so um, we would, fashion was not a thing. Um, you know, and I sit back and everyone's like, oh, have you always been this way? And I was like, honey, if you look at pictures of me in high school, you will see me in like a t-shirt and basketball shorts for forever. 
Um, and it wasn't until I moved to Chicago and started school um, and I met more queer people um, that I was like, oh, now I see that there are different like forms of, of self-expression. And my like first college roommate like had full like, he put on his makeup every day. He like fixed his hair every day. He like wore all of these like in incredible clothes. And I was like, show me. <laughs> um, and then slowly but surely that like evolved into me exploring, you know, clothes outside of, you know, my own assigned gender and, and playing with like all different kinds of styles and falling in love with fashion and the idea of putting on whatever makes me feel good that day. Kind of like what Brianna said, it's whatever makes you feel good in that yeah. moment in that day. That's awesome. I'm gonna go back to the point that Brian made around uh, clothing and confidence and like what and how that looks like as it pertains to like how you feel. Cause I think a lot of people can like put on a dope outfit, but don't know how to like wear it. You know, like, like they're like, oh my, it's like very timid. And then like the minute, they own it. It's it's a shift, right? When what do you remember that first outfit you put on? You was like, damn. When I've just recently like looked at pictures of myself before moments where I thought I was just just couldn't the flyest thing, and I was like, oh, what in the world was I doing? <laughs> Um, like, why was that even sold? Like, why did I put those together? Um, because I, 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 like, I mean, like Parker, there was a time where I dressed according to my surroundings and like what was dope or fly with my surroundings, but well, that wasn't necessarily mine, you know? And it wasn't until, yeah, as an adult, I think actually it was when I was overseas. I lived I lived overseas in Europe for six yes. years. <laughs> okay. What was the question? I, what what outfit do you remember as like your first like okay I look good in this? Oh okay okay um so. It was, and actually, Brianna will remember this because I wore this dress. Um, when I was in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. No, 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 no. I'll take it. I'll take you in a step, a step back further. Um, one of my like favorite shows that I've ever done is called Triassic Park. Um, it is a, a parody of Jurassic Park from the dinosaurs' perspective. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Um. And the whole thing, the whole thing about Jurassic Park, like the original one, right, is that the dinosaurs are made with um, like this frog DNA that allows them to change their gender, right? Okay, yeah. And so the, they're all bred from females and they become male. And so the show was costumed by a drag queen. Um, and they had all of these like gender queer dinosaur concepts that they put on us for our costumes and I was in these like leather pants and these gold sparkly heels with my hair like spiked up in a mohawk and I had this like giant gold coat with like dinosaur spines that like frilled out into a tail and I was like I look amazing <laughs> And that was like what sparked in me to like, oh, I can like experiment in wearing heels. I can experiment mm -hmm. in like wearing women's clothing. Like this is a, this is definitely like a women's dress that's been, you know, reconfigured into a jacket. Like, um, and, and just like piecing everything together and like putting on makeup. And that was when I like learned how to like do makeup was they sat me down and they were like, okay, this is foundation this is shadow, this is how you put on the lash. And it was just all of this like, oh my gosh, I look amazing and I love this. What, um, how cool is that, that your favorite show that you did is connected to your own like fashion journey? Stuff. Oh yeah, and that's why it holds like such a special place in mm -hmm. my heart um, because it was just this, it, it like unlocked in me so much of my self-confidence, not only in my fashion, but in myself and my identity as the queer person, as a trans person. 
Um, so yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. What's your favorite thing in y'all's closet right now? Oh, I mm. actually just bought this leather pleated skirt that is Donna Karen, and Ooh. it was on Macy's. The big, you know, the big Macy's downtown went out of business, right? And it's closed. Mm -hmm. What? Um, the one in Water Tower. The one in Water Tower. Oh, okay. It's closed now. No, yeah. no, no, not not the oh, not the like, not the oh. Fields. We really about to go under. <laughs> okay, okay. That's the end of days, honey. Yeah. That was going to go on forever. Um, yeah. So I was there. I was actually help shopping for a client, and I was like, "How about this? How about hold on, pause." I was like, "Pause." So let me see if I can fit this. And I was like, um, you don't want this. You don't want this. Ain't, this, don't, this won't be for you. <laughs> and literally <laughs> kept it and bought it. And it was only like $20. Oh, this like God. leather pleated Donna Karen skirt that I absolutely wow. love. That mm. is amazing. Mm. Well, uh, listeners, I'm an idiot. Because this is what happens when people get on the show that I absolutely love. Act like a damn fool. And forgot to tell y'all what these folks be doing. Parker, what you do for, for, for a living? What you, what you be doing in Chicago? <laughs> for a living. For you. <laughs> tell the people what you do. <laughs> oh, well, first and foremost, I am an actor. Um, and I also like to, you know, make the monies and make ends meet. I work for a software company. Um, I work in our research department and I run our LGBTQ employee resource group, um, which sort of yes. like, uh, provides help and resources for all of our LGBT employees, as well as training and education, um, for all of our global offices in terms of working with people in, the LGBTQ community. Yes, come through, Parker. Mm. So you know, change the world. Come on. Look, I'm doing my damn best. <laughs> <laughs> You's doing it, Breon. Tell the okay. people, tell the people that you're a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me. <laughs> this, this is going to be a whole scroll that has to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. So actor, choreographer, director, writer, poet, fashion designer, entrepreneur, stylist, creative director for photo shoots, uh, teaching artist, and, and I'm also of the house an online virtual game host. And Yes, and mother of the house of ourselves, of which Parker is one of my children. <laughs> <laughs> Love Wait a minute. It. What is this? Tell me about this video game show you're hosting. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm a vir I do virtual game show hosting now for a company based out of New York. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this just yeah. in, everyone. <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> okay. It's been. It's been great. Like it's been like it pays really well. It's totally flexible. It's like, and I I host online games like Jeopardy, Family Feud, like um, virtual escape rooms, things like that. And like people can request me, and I've been getting requests of like repeat customers. They're like, oh, we want Rian back again. And so, oh, like, okay. He has a following. That is so oh my gosh. When you think of Chicago, what do you think about when you think of um icons? Ooh. Um me. Um I'm joking. <laughs> I'm don't don't say I'm joking. Don't say I'm joking because you're not joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um Wow, icons in Chicago. I think of uh, Leanne Brown, right? I think of like Shea Coulee. Yes. Um, as far as like the younger generation of icons, I think Alan Gilmore. Um, Honey West. Uh, Honey West, absolutely. I love yeah. That. Um, 
Sydney Charles. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. When she goes down, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um uh yeah, like those are it's wild because I'm just now the reason I was like not my I was joking, I said myself is because I'm just now starting to like feel like Chicago is home, you know. Mm. Uh, I mean I moved here I moved here eight years ago now and it was always like it was meant to be a stop on my way to somewhere else. You know, and like, but now, even when I go back to Detroit, where I'm from, um, I don't say I'm going home. I just say I'm going back to Detroit because I feel more so like this home, especially since my mother passed. Like, it doesn't feel like home anymore. Yeah. And so I've been like searching for what that feeling is. Yes. And with like the chosen family and the and the friends and the circles that I have here, the career I have here. It's it's definitely made Chicago feel more like home. So mm, that's beautiful. You do you mm-hmm. better than me. When I say Chicago and Michigan is still home, I say I'm going back home. Whenever I drive, <laughs> I'm like, but when I say it home. literally just happened, I mean like literally during, you know, during the panorama. That's when it kind of like changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's real. What about you, Parker? When you think of Chicago and you think of like icons, what do you think about? Oh, well, I just listed a few. Oh. Definitely. <laughs> I heard Honey West and I and I, mm, and a mm-hmm to whatever Breon said. <laughs> yes, to everything Breon said. I definitely said Honey West. Um Lillian Brown is someone that I looked up look up to constantly and 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 um whose wisdom I always like greatly appreciate um whenever she bestows it upon any of us. Um shoot. I'm being put on the spot. Um, right? <laughs> All my people relate to theater, so. <laughs> Regina Victor. Who, Parker? Regina Victor. Yes, yes. Um, they're incredible. Um, I've had many conversations with them. Oh, um, Lily Wachowski as well, based in Chicago, um, producer, incredible producer, director, writer. She's wonderful. Um, yeah. Awesome. They did that little indie film, The Matrix, right? That yeah, that's, you know, that's a little, 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 <laughs> I don't know little if anybody's film. heard of it. <laughs> I don't know. And, and you know, just a tiny little Netflix series called Sensei. <laughs> Nothing. Just, you and know. A little bitty Showtime show called Work in Progress. But it's here or there. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who are some people that you all, you both looked up to, um, fashion wise? Who'd you look up to? Fashion wise? Yes. Beyonce. Andre Leon, Andre Leon Telly. Okay. Oh, yes. Um, like, yes. And just his mm-hmm. whole story and journey and like just the excellence of him is just it's like yes. <laughs> um Beyonce. Yep. Always and forever. <laughs> Period. Uh, <laughs> um I've always, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of been like those two people. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the essence of everything. I, I mean, that that's valid. That's valid. I love it. I love it. When you see yourself in like forty years, right? How you know we looking cute, 60s, 70s. Do you find yourself more of a Tina Turner or like more of a like um, I don't know, Andrew Pacelli? Now, I, of course, I want. Of course, I want to sit Come on with and say, it. "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna glow up like a Tina Turner." But I'm probably gonna be like Madonna, wearing who knows what, <laughs> <laughs> and and still rocking it and doing my own thing. But not many okay. people will get it. <laughs> what about you, Bria? I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like a Beverly Johnson. Oh yes. Oh okay. You know what I'm saying? Like so I can see that. So gracefully smooth icon, but like chill. You know, I ain't gotta be, <laughs> ain't gotta do the most, you know. Cause did, you know, you've lived the life. You've lived yes, the career. You don't need to prove anything. Yeah, when you're like sixty and seventy, like 
Are you going to still be rocking heels like Miss Tina? Oh, yes. Yeah. I will be oh, Billy yeah. Portering. I will be Billy Portering it all the way. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all the way. Through so it. Billy Porter, he owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> he just stole some of my red carpet looks. I was like, damn it! I was supposed to do that I, first. I Billy. wanted to do a tuxedo dress. I have always wanted to do a tuxedo dress. <laughs> right. I was like, you stole that. <laughs> Did you not see me at the gym? <laughs> <laughs> The Chicago Non Equity Jeff Awards. <laughs> You're not looking I'm at me. <laughs> What's been some of your favorite Jeff uh, outfits? Your, your favorite Jeff fits? Oh, the the one where I hosted uh, yes. was iconic, mm-hmm. and I can say mm-hmm. that because it was <laughs> um, my favorite. My absolute favorite look was made by um, my personal. Uh, partner and collaborator and seamstress, uh, Uriel Gomez, who is a costume designer here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. He made my pants that I wore for the clothing that looked like, they looked like a dress, but they were actually pants. Mm. And they were like big, voluminous and purple, like this deep purple. They went all the way to the floor with this huge bow on the waist. And he also made me this sheer sleeveless top with like applique, matching applique embroidery on the shoulders. Mm. It was, yeah. it was good. Mm. That was good. Yes. That was good. Yes. <laughs> yes. What about you, Parker? I think when, when, when I hosted the Jeff, mine was the, the virtual Jeff Awards. So yes. I wore every single outfit I owned. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was like every time you saw closet. me on camera, my entire <laughs> closet was on. When we were prepping for filming, Roy, I kicked Royan out of my partner Royan out of our room because I had to lay out every outfit, and it went like all across the bed, all across the chair, all across the like desk, <laughs> into like the each, hallway, each, into the, the hallway, on the floor, ready to go. <laughs> um, but actually, I think my favorite. Jeff Awards outfit that I've ever done is actually the year that Brian hosted. I wore, I got to pull out the this beautiful uh, sequined mermaid gown oh. that I wore in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And it the was best major, was, uh, the best was because so we had the we had the the runway bit, the category is yeah, we, ha- we, we threw a little ball. Yes. We threw a ball, darling. <laughs> and Brian, right before the show, Brian came up to me and was like, I have this, I have this cape. Do you want to use it? And the cape like matched. The, there was like silvers in the cape that matched the dress and there was like a gold lining. And I was like, oh yes. And it was like so 10 I, feet long. <laughs> it's, a, it's an enormous cape. And so I came on and like covered my entire body with the cape. And everybody's like, what's happening? What's going on? And then when I threw it off for the review <laughs> to this gorgeous gown. Oh, and I practiced. I practiced that. <laughs> I know you did. Time. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> that was a rehearsed flourish and it was everything. Cause it was so specific. It was so effective. I was like, that bitch rehearsed that. I know, I know they did. I know they did. <laughs> I said, if I can make a moment, I will make a moment. <laughs> I will make a moment. <laughs> as we as we think about, um, oh God, I love this so much. When uh, when you're putting on, you know, your outfits and you're and you're getting all dope and so fresh and so clean, clean. Um, especially in the environments that we are in now, right? And all the shit that's happening. How are how do you? Um, stay grounded within you um and how does how you exuberate yourself make that make that even more like exemplified right because i think when sometimes our clothes can can give us too much attention and uh in a good and either in a good way or a bad way because either we're doing something outside of the norm um and either or we are extra even like here's the norm and then we go to you know the, the extra steps because <laughs> people can't keep people in a box when they got dope fashion we like you know we try different things and sometimes 
we get so much different kinds of attention. Like, what are you doing to stay grounded in that and not letting the outside stuff get to you? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've always been that type regardless of like, mm-hmm. of not letting kind of like the outside voice. I got enough voices in my head. I don't need nobody else. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'm like, y'all can whatever. So I think it's just about, it, I mean, it sounds really like corny and cheesy, but it really is about just like staying true to what what you want and what makes you feel good and not comparing <clears throat> it to, I mean, because I've seen things, I mean, even especially when it comes to fashion, like I've seen things on other people that I've been like, ooh, that is so cute, that's so dope. And I put it on myself and it just doesn't feel right. You know, mm-hmm. there's a feeling, you know when it's yours and you know when it clicks. And, uh, and instead of trying to put on a front or trying to put on something, like I always try to stay as genuine and you know authentic to myself as possible, yeah. and you know that feeling once you you know that feeling when you feel something is being forced or put on, yeah. and I always do my best to like push that feeling aside whenever that happens, I'm like, oh no, this ain't right, let me change it like why am I really what am I really trying to tell by wearing yeah. this so yeah. um so as long as it's true to what I'm and authentic to what I'm really trying to do then then i I can trust in it. That is, mm-hmm. that is, that is facts. I gained some weight and I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening? but I did buy a really cute leather jacket with some fringe on it. It's straight from like the 1980s. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that mm, go forth. I love a leather jacket <laughs> and I love fringe. So yes, love, love a fringe moment. <laughs> love a, it is, love it a fringe is, moment. It is a leather a fringe hat. moment. And I was like, we are getting into this look. Screw you, wait, go forth, go forth. Uh, okay. What about you, Parker? Um, well, you know, anytime I get dressed to go anywhere, I, it's kind of, as a trans person, um, someone who uh, was assigned male at birth, who wears mostly feminine clothing, um, it's kind of this, like, fine line of, like, when I get up and get dressed in the morning, it's like, where am I going? Mm. What, like, what bathrooms am I going to have access to? Mm. Um am I going to be safe wherever I'm going? Who am I going to be with? It's kind of a um, numbers game. Um, and sometimes it's like, I'm committing to this because I, I love myself enough to put this on today. And there are some times where I was like, I don't have the energy to push through. Cause sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it. And it's like, kind of what you said earlier about like how sometimes people put on clothes and it kind of wears them rather than them wearing it. Sometimes I'll have to be like, I'm gonna look at myself in the in the windows of these buildings as I walk past them, and I'm going to watch me, and I'm going to put on this persona of you can't touch me. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of times, I feel like that's mostly respected in like a public area. Not all the time, and I and that, and I say that as like a, a white person who is you know a, my body affords me a lot of privileges and a lot of safety in different areas. Um, but sometimes it still is that like, I'm gonna put this on, I'm gonna remind myself how fucking good I look and I'm just gonna hold on to that yeah. and go. Yeah, yeah. Which brings us to my next point, Parker, you, you have a nice little segue there, is our identities that we walk in, right? Like I walk in a black, female, curvy, tall ass bitch and sometimes I'm gonna put on a mini skirt and you gonna get all these thighs. Or, right? <laughs> Or you walk in a queer body or you walk in a black male or you walk in all of these different bodies and sometimes that can affect what we put on. How, how do you, how do you fight through that? Like, how do you not allow your shortcomings that you feel are your shortcomings? So whether it's your hips or whether it's your this or the things you might, you know, pick and prod at when you're like behind closed doors and not looking fly on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like the stuff people don't know that you may, (laughs) that, (laughs) that you may actually not like about yourself, you know? I feel attacked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what Jess fan was that directed at me? <laughs> no, no, because we all have our insecurities. Stop it, because we all have our insecurities. No, I know. And, and sometimes our insecurities are directly towards our identity. You know, um, mm-hmm. so like, how do we? How do you? What do you do? How do you do it? Yeah, I, I mean, I was raised in such a toxic 
environment. Um, it was, I mean, toxic masculinity. Mm. And, and and I hate using this term because to the wrong ear, it can sound a certain way, but they're a, a toxic blackness too, mm. right? That is, <laughs> you have to be a yeah. certain amount of black, you know, yes. you have to be a certain, you have to be this to be. And so walking as a boy, and you know, I was, I, I was a round child as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so walking at, I, I shopped in the Husky section. Yeah. When they used to have Husky section. Um, Is that still a thing? My age. I just told my age, child. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and like being a boy um, in the city, like in the city proper, you know, of Detroit, you like literally everybody looked the same. Mm-hmm. as far as like what they wore and if anyone dared go outside of that it was always like immediate like target you mm-hmm. know and so all of my adolescence you know I conformed to that because I didn't want that I mean I didn't want that attention I wasn't strong enough within myself to mm-hmm. handle that you know I didn't have any role models I didn't have anybody to guide me through you know that experience because being queer alone in the black community mm-hmm. and then being male black and queer and mm-hmm. being in Detroit and being it was just like it was it was it was too much I couldn't deal it wasn't until college that I started to explore that a tiny bit but even there it was still toxic and so it wasn't until honestly it wasn't until I lived overseas that I really started to like embrace it because it was something that wasn't a big deal and and not even that it was celebrated, it just wasn't a huge deal yeah. like it was over here. And plus, I, over there, you know, I was exotic over there because I was Black and American and queer. And so it was like, ooh, this, like, shiny thing, you know. And so I was able to, like, get that weight off of my shoulders mm. and then really, like, find the things that made me happy and secure. And I was able to walk through that. But I, I can only imagine, I mean, I'm happy that, the times are changing a little bit, a little bit they are changing. Um, because I like I wouldn't wish the way I grew up on anybody as a queer person in that environment. Cause it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Um, and you think about why so many people are hurt and why people are hurting mm-hmm. other people, because they're not allowed you are not allowing people to be their true selves. Yes. They're too busy hiding. And all of that thing that creates so much, so much yes. trauma, so much built up. Mm-hmm. emotion and regret and resentment and like we have to stop that and like let people just let people live let them mm-hmm. be who just they want to be because it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with you yeah. like why why does my identity affect you i just don't understand that mm-hmm. I, I, you know I, yes i do know i just wrote a whole uh <laughs> dissertation on my facebook about that <laughs> about that very thing and um and because Everything you said, Brian, just resonated with me, and I feel like I'm going to cry. But uh, everything that you said, because I, within the last couple of weeks, a lot of people have been like, "Why did you leave Michigan?" and this, that, and then some. I got crawled racist by some random people from Michigan, and I was like, "Okay, we, y'all all on Facebook. Let me just." <laughs> and it's everything that you said, like just not being allowed to be because of every other nuance that comes with ex-marginalized group like there's always something that comes with the marginalized group and as a black female in a predominantly white school or space or this I never really got the opportunity just to be black because it was always questioned from white folks and black always questioned in some way Uh why do you talk like this why do you dress like this how come this how come your boyfriend's white how come you hang out with these people and you're like I don't know. I'm just just here. Just let me. Exactly. Exactly. What about you, Parker? I mean, growing up in the South. Now, come on. Like, it's kind of one of those. It's so interesting because people people ask a lot. They're like, "Um, "Well, when did you know? Like, how? Like, have you always been non-binary?" And I always say, like, yes, I have always been non-binary. I have always known that I am who who I am. I just haven't always had the language to, to like, speak it out loud. Um, Because I remember when I was little, um, 
I would get in all of my sisters like dance costumes when nobody else was home and like put them on and dance around. When we would go over to my cousin's house, she had a Dorothy costume and I would run over to her. I would run over to her closet and fish out those ruby slippers. Look, I have my own ruby slippers right here. Um, and I would like run around her house in her ruby slippers. And um, like even like even when I played Power Rangers, like I wanted to be the pink one. Mm. I have always been this person. I just didn't wasn't always allowed to be, mm. and I didn't always know how to explain it to other people. Um, and it wasn't until, and this sounds so corny, y'all forgive me, but it wasn't until I saw the Rent movie and I saw Angel mm. and I was like, oh, I'm not the only one. Mm. I'm not mm -hmm. weird. I'm, mm -mm. I'm not that weird. Mm -mm. Um, and from then it was kind of, from then it was kind of like, I just need to get out of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, which is such a shame because I know, I know that like everything we see in the media, everything that we've ever grown up with talks about the South being this like, you know, closed-minded conservative. And and I think those are just the loudest voices, mm. unfortunately. I, I know that there are so many beautiful queer people who live in South Louisiana and other parts of South America, of, of the Southern part of the United States um, that just are as, as, interesting and dynamic and wonderful as we are mm -hmm. they just like don't live in a culture that is as embracing yeah. um and I just really wish that that wasn't the case yeah and so anytime I see people like I have friends who are drag queens back home um and friends who you know said we're queer and we're gonna stay here because we love it here and it's our home too mm -hmm. you know but you know and and resisting the idea of like you have to move to the city, to be gay, to be queer, to be whatever. Um, and I really admire that. That was not my story. <laughs> I moved out. Yes, yes. So I'm currently reading a book by Lovey Ajayi uh, called Professional Troublemaker. And in her book, she talks about how the thing that makes you too much is your superpower, right? That thing that mm. makes you, the thing that probably silenced you, the thing that is your superpower. Would you say that, you know, I think, mm, would you say, because confidence can be looked at as conceited and all this stuff, but I look at you two as confidence in being so comfortable in who you are that that's just part of the capes that you wear. And would you think, do you think that about yourself? Do you think that your too muchness is your superpower? And is it the reason why you got so far where you are today? Yes. I think yeah. I would have to say yes, because um, it was it was a point where I, you know, and of course the the like, con like being an actor and trying to be the part of being an actor is trying to be what everyone wants you to be, mm -hmm. um, and you know fighting with that, fighting with who I was, trying to figure out who I am. It wasn't until I was like, I'm just gonna like embrace it and own it, and like what sticks sticks, and what doesn't wasn't for me anyway. Um, and I think that is what has gotten me through so much. Mm. What about you, Brian? Um, yeah, I, I want to say it was, I would like to say it is the confidence, but I think I, I am a very good actor. <laughs> um, and, I think, and I think that what people see as confidence is really, is me trying to figure it out. You know, um, mm. it, it's trying is questioning i'm constantly i mean doubt is a and insecurity is a is a a vicious hungry beach yes. <laughs> and like and cool. she is ever present you know and so i think to go a little bit further even further past the confidence it's more i think my superpower is self-love and mm -hmm. like that that mm -hmm. has been that has been like what i've been building my this new wave this new chapter of my life this new wave of my life on um i think because so much i relied on the love of my mother mm. and so because everything was for her everything was to be uh, an example to be good for her mm. you know and so by losing her like i had to find my love for everything again mm. but um 
and because and so but in that it was I realized it was a love for myself that I had to find because she always tried to instill that in me and I thought I had it but it was anchored in her you know and so Mm -hmm. and so now my self-love is anchored in me Mm. and so now everything that I do is an extension of that and has to be an extension of that so that's what that's the thing that people see you know that's what that's the thing that looks like confidence because I think even that leaves room for the insecurity and the doubt but I have to always go back to loving myself unconditionally wholeheartedly all of the faults to be able to and to be honest enough with myself to know what needs to change and what things I need to hold on to. That was beautiful, Brian. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, yeah. Hey. Hey. It's good word on Sunday. It is Sunday. On the Lord's Day. Let me catch it. Jesus. That was that was <laughs> wonderful. And I oh I love everything that you both are saying because we all three of us walk in the marginalized group, right? And sometimes our biggest resistance is self-love and joy. And to be able to live out loud, right? And live out in these presence and say, fuck you, I'm going to do this. Um, you don't have to tell me X, Y, and Z. It's just powerful within itself because no one wants to, t- folks don't want to see us thrive sometimes. Because, I mean, and also people... You know, we've been taught that that's selfish. And it's like, that's not what it is. Yes. It's, it's not selfish. It's not. It's like, it's mm-hmm. taking, how can I take care of anybody if I'm not taking care of myself? Yes. How? Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. That's not selfish. That's preservation. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that is, you, we, we were, we've been conditioned and grown up in this world. I mean, granted, as, you know, especially being Black, a lot of it was about the other person because they had to put their life on the line just for their children's children, children to even survive. Mm-hmm. So it was, they, they grew up on like the, a pillar of sacrifice because they had to, they had to sacrifice for us to even start to be able to get the things that we do have now. Yeah. But that, but we've held on to that too, t- too tightly. And I think we're taking that on because that's the way it was done, but that's not our story. Yes. We don't have those same struggles and fights to fight. You know, we have a struggle and a fight, but it's not that one. And so mm-hmm. we have to switch that narrative to be like, no, that's not selfish to look after me. That's just me loving myself and taking care of myself so I can be in a better place to help all the people I need to help. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. That part. What were we going to say, Parker? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Parker just out here co-sided. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What Bria said. Times two. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What do you call your self-doubt? Do you have a name for for my my self-doubt? Her name is Miss Insecurita. Um, And she liked to come up. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, girl, you better sit sit your ass down. I ain't got time for you today. (laughs) Do Do you have a name for your doubt or any of that, uh, any of those like negative thoughts about yourself? Do you name her? Do you name them? Oh, Am I, I just the only one? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm like, I should. I should. <laughs> right. I really should. Because I really, I really am like taking myself down sometimes, and I'm, I need to tell myself to back off. Hmm. <laughs> well, if you don't have a name, give him a name, because then you can name it. Like. <laughs> yes. Insecurita is her name. I'm like, I need you today. <laughs> We is not. We are not here. Well, oh my gosh, I love y'all. Fun fact, Parker. Love this you. is the first time we've actually chatted. No. Yes, I was thinking for about real? this for real, for real. Like we've chatted via like Instagram. I think the yep. only conversation I have ever had with you was back when Circle Theater was around. Alrighty. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was auditioning for First Lady Suite. And you were sitting and taking in, and that was the first and last time I had like an actual conversation with that you. That is wild. Yes. Yeah. Because it feels like I feel like I like know you. <laughs> like know you know you. 
No, nope, I was I was thinking about that today. I was like, I don't think I've actually like talked with Parker, <laughs> except through like social media. Which uh, does that count? Sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So this is, and this, especially in a panorama, this is our world now. Yes. Okay. I was like, they all going to join me on Pooh Nanny Zoom today, so we're going to be great. Okay. <laughs> Well, I love y'all so much. Can y'all let the world know what you got? Um, actually, no. Let me do my start, stops, and continue. So I end, end every podcast with a start, stop, and continue. So I want to know, what do you want to start? What do you want to stop? And what do you want to continue? Uh-huh. As y'all marinate like a piece of chicken over that. Okay, I'm like, I'm like, huh. I, I, well, I definitely have to stop, um, because that that it's one that I deal with every single day, and I'm constantly telling myself to stop. Um, I want to stop comparing. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I want to stop comparing my journey to others. Mm. Um, because why? It's not doing anybody any good. Mm. I want to stop comparing my journey to others. And I, I mean, like, career-wise, mm. in love, like, just everything and everything. Mm. Love life. I want to, yeah, I definitely want to stop. Um, comparing my life. You know what's wild is? Because, like, you, we are sitting here comparing ourselves to all of these other people at the same time that other those same people are, like, probably comparing themselves to us mm. in either yep. different or the same ways. And it's, like, this doesn't help anyone. Mm. And I still and right. I still fall back on it every time. Every yes. time. Yes. Every time. And social media don't help when you're scrolling through IG and you're like, <laughs> I don't have this in my life. Right. It's like, oh, they're regular on such and such now. What the fuck am I doing with my life? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. oh, they just got engaged. I have no one. What the fuck is my life? So it's like, stop comparing <laughs> to other people. Just walk your walk your line, walk your journey. <laughs> And just trust it. Um, yes. that, and so that's my start. I want to start trusting. I want to stop comparing myself to other people's journey. And I want to start fully trusting my own. I trust mm-hmm. it a little bit, but I want to, I, I need to start just fully trusting that I, mm-hmm. I am where I'm supposed to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. In this moment, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. And um, I want to continue I just I want to continue promoting self love, mm. um, so that people can find that within themselves. Because I think I really think that's the root of a lot of the issues that we have. Is that you know it's that that old corny phrase, but it's real. Hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. and like until we start looking within and dealing with our own personal demons and loving ourselves for who mm-hmm. we are, then we can stop throwing shade and like looking at other people and making things worse for other people. We can like just live let let love be the center you know and that mm-hmm. starts with you yes it starts with yourself so yeah mm-hmm. and preach past that i know hey. <laughs> <laughs> a play to be coming around for folks for the build a roof fund <laughs> thank you that's good for y'all give it a word oh what about you parker okay so i think my start is gonna be i think when we started this whole uh panini everything kind of came about self-preservation and just like holding on and 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 we all kind of like you know shielded ourselves and and protected ourselves and I think not that we're not that we're at the end yet but we're on the way Mm -hmm. there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I think what I want to start is is refocusing on making the things that I want to happen happen and being proactive in moving myself forward rather than being reactionary and waiting for things to happen uh mm. waiting waiting for things to be the right time or you know like safe um love that because yeah. so much of so much of this pan- pandemic has like fucked with my head in terms of like what i think that i can do and and what i actually know that i can do and feel that i can do um so i want to start you know looking at myself and being like, you got this, you can do this, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and continue, I wanna continue doing the work that like makes this world a better place for people to grow up in a world that's better than the one that I grew up in. Yes. 
Um, Absolutely. Because it's like everything, you know, and, and at this point, there's there's so much shit being thrown at us, whether it's, you know, police brutality, systemic racism, all these like anti-trans bills mm. flying through the United States at every level of government. Um, Out here being Oprah, you get it. It's just, it's wild. It's just like, it feels like everything I do has to be like, what is the purpose of this? You know, is it? am I doing this how is it going to like serve the the greater good even if it is taking care of myself so that I can you know heal and restore and go back out and do something else like everything has to be intentional yes Um, yes rather than being passive (laughs) yeah for the people in the back (laughs) the people in the back all right we get it this church has to be even bigger We got Deacon Parker. (laughs) We got Deacon Parker on the call and Pastor. Okay. (laughs) Pastor Brion. And and they'll be coming around with a plate (laughs) as well. (laughs) Because we wanna we wanna start a school for children. So that flood is gonna be coming around. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Tell the people what y'all got up next or what you got coming up next if you ain't got any NDAs attached to it. Well, that takes me out. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, get out of here. <laughs> what you got coming up next, Breon? Um, I am currently working on my spring summer line for House of Arzell. Hey, um, I get so many comments that, on uh, James Baldwin. That is going to be released at the top of May. Um, and it's all like crop tops, athletic wear, um, lounge wear couple tote bags some other merch like mugs and things like that but um a lot of like spring summer stuff muscle shirts workout gear um that's gonna include one of the lines is um the beast line which is beyond expectation and simply transcendent is what beast stands for so um, (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be coming out and yeah so i've been working on that and that's going to be a special release. Like, it's going to be released, but then it's going to be, like, released via, uh, trying to figure out how much I could say, via, uh, are you sending me a box? A project. <laughs> am I, am I getting, am I getting, am I getting, are you sending, like, the let's, box? let's just, <laughs> let's get down to the facts. Am I getting a box? <laughs> When I got my um, James Baldwin hoodie and glitter fell out, I was living. I lived. <laughs> the confetti. The confetti. <laughs> and when I, I look, I, like looked I'm at so my happy. name on the, when so I looked at my name on the that. shirt, I was like, oh. <laughs> that's the house children get the names. Honey. They got that personalized. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the thing for house, and then um, and then my show. And I'm choreographing, and I am Audrey too. And, oh, it's you! Um, the little shop with Metropolis. <laughs> okay! So, yeah, and that's going to be mid-May to mid-June. So, yeah, those are the two main things that I can speak about that I have coming <laughs> up. That you don't yeah. have any NDAs attached to. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Parker will be getting one after this um, mm-hmm. <laughs> for an upcoming project, but <laughs> oh, 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 oh! We I've briefly talked to you about it before, actually. So oh, I've been I've been waiting. Oh. <laughs> Parker, tell the people. Um. <laughs> uh, well, I just finished filming uh, my little tidbits for season two of Work in Progress on Showtime. Yeah. Yes. If you are a Chicago local and you have been around the Andersonville area and you see all of those damn trailers everywhere you can look, that's us. The whole thing is filmed. <laughs> um, and so if you haven't seen season one and you uh, have, you know, and you want to do that free trial of Showtime on Hulu so that you could binge watch it, you can see me on season one. And then by the time you'll be ready for season two to come out this fall or winter. Oh, yes. that's beautiful. Ah, 
Well, everyone, as much as I would love to stay on this call and Kiki and live my best dang on life, folks got shit to do. So <laughs> I am so, so, th- my heart is so happy and so fulfilled that I've been able to have you two on this show. And I want to thank y'all for gracing the world with your amazing presence. Because y'all love to be here. You should be here. So I'm going to give you your flowers because you need them. And you bring so, so much joy and so, so much love and passion into who you are so that others are able to see how much you glow. And I think that is absolutely beautiful and amazing. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you two are in the presence, not just in here, but just in my everyday life. Um, so I just love y'all so much and just thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Well, y'all, this is a conclusion to the tomfooleries and the shenanigans. If you don't know who I am, I am Jess Van. If you need to follow me on all the social media platforms, really, it's just only like one, it's the Instagrams. And you can follow me at the J.Journey. If you need to, like, send me some emails and ask me some questions and tell me how crazy I am, that's okay. Just don't don't be out here, like, trolling, because I will delete your ass very quickly. But you can email me at TomFool. <laughs> Tom Fuller and Shenanigans at Gmail. Would love, love to hear from me. And if you're on the Patreon, whenever I get the fuck that up, it'll be up. You'll be able to see this craziness up on there. Listen, I am a real human, and not everybody got time to be running their whole thing. I'm the marketer, the this, the that, the who, the how, and Lord, baby, good Jesus, I look good doing it. But we are here, we are there, we are blessed, we are blessing others, and that, my friends, is the key to life. Keep on and bringing and bringing. This is Tom Fool and Shenan's. I am Jess Van, and you are Breon Go. Who are Breon you? Breon Arzell, at Breon Arzell, and at House of Arzell on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes, and Parker? And I am Parker Guidry. I am at P-A-R-K-O-U-R-P-I-E-R-R-E. That's Parkour Pierre at uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as well. Yeah. <laughs> and LinkedIn if you damn care. If you can, yeah, okay, come on okay. the LinkedIn. Come on on the LinkedIn. Let's get it thing. <laughs> These are the wonderful humans that I get to call friends who got a chance to kiki. Once again, I am Jess V holding it down here. And this is Tom Fuller and Shenanigans. And I'll see you all in the next episode. I love that part. <laughs> Time for re shenanigans. Come and hang with me and all my friends. <laughs> oh, I'm a mess. Shenanigans is brought to you by Tight Rope Recordings and music by Charles Self Says Van.